Morning, everybody. It's Friday, the 14th of August, and this is Psalm number 30. And it was written, it's a fascinating psalm. This was written when David was dedicating the temple. So David was allowed to build some measure of the temple, not the temple in its perfection like Solomon was. God said that he wasn't able to do that. But David was able to build the, build the temple to some degree. And this was the dedication of the temple. And it says, a psalm, a song for the dedication of the temple of David. So David wrote this at that moment when he got to dedicate the temple to God. So I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the pit, the realm of the dead, and you spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced, if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turn my wailing into dancing. You turn my sackcloth. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. And the big swing idea with this psalm is that these two questions, look what I've done versus look what the Lord has done. And these are the two things. If you think about David, David's got to sort of the pinnacle of his reign by now, right? The temple had been destroyed and the Philistines had been in charge and Saul had been a bit of a waste of a time of a king. And God has brought um, Israel back together and he's really reunited them under David. And David's, the Ark of the Covenant's come back and it's been an amazing, David's just won pretty much at everything he's done. And at the pinnacle, when he's dedicating the temple now, and everything just seems to be going so well. And everyone's probably shouting, David, David, you flippin' legend. In, you know, whatever, however they used to say that back in the day. Oh, David. And all the ladies are swooning. And all the men are like, that's a real man. All that stuff's going on. David chooses to say, I will exalt you, Lord. Look to the number of times David says this in this psalm. He says, I called to you for help. You spared me. You brought me up. You favored me. You made me stand firm. You turned my wailing. You removed my sackcloth. And so David, and, and this is the thing, it's not some false humility. And that's the other thing, because there's nothing more um, just turn off and rubbish than when someone's like, oh, no, no, it wasn't me, you know. David genuinely knows this to be true, that he didn't, he didn't pick himself to be king. God sent Samuel to come and pick him. David didn't kill Saul by his hand and take the throne for himself. He left that in God's hands and eventually God vindicated him. God gave David everything he ever had and God conquered every enemy that David ever had. And so David truly was able to say at the pinnacle of his reign, not mine, but God gave this to me. Just an interesting little text. In 2 Samuel 5, 11 to 12, it describes the, the completion uh, this moment when everything has been complete and the te temple's de dedicated, it says, King Hiram, King, uh, Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messages to David and sent cedar trees and carpenters and masons, and they built David a house. So David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and that he had exalted his name for the sake of his people Israel. And this is interesting. So this is talking about David now having his palace built, 
But it's interesting. So that's, this is David's palace. This isn't the temple. This is David's palace, his house, right? We see three things that make David's reign absolutely great in this moment. Because this is, you know, the other kings now are sending stuff for David to live in this incredible palace. And David shows three um, qualities, if you like, of a godly leader. And this isn't uh, Back to the Future uh, Tuesdays, but just a thought from this. David knew this, number one. And I think for all of us, these three things are incredibly important. David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel. He knew that God had called him and established him. God had made him. So we said that just now. But David knew that on the inside. And friend, if I had to ask you, we go back and look at the things that we are pioneering at the moment, all the things that we've built. You look at your marriage, you look at your business. Maybe you look at a job transfer or somewhere you've moved to. It's incredibly helpful to be able to look back and go, God did that. And that's why there's so much wisdom before we make a decision. You see, I can go, oh, yeah, I know God wants me to do that, but, you know, it's okay. I can do I'm going to choose to do this thing. Yeah, you can do that thing yourself, 100%. But it's very difficult once that thing starts going pear-shaped to turn around and look back and go, but God didn't establish me in this. And that's why it's so important, not just in the moment, in the decision moment, but oftentimes when you're living out that implication of your decision, to be able to look back and go, I know that God established me in this. The second thing, not only had God established him as the king, but God had exalted his kingdom. And the kingdom didn't belong to David. The kingdom belonged to God. And I, I know we've probably heard this a thousand times before, and I'm, I feel like I'm ringing the same bell. But it, it changes everything about our life when I realize that whatever has been given me has been given me by God, and I'm stewarding it on his behalf. There is a, a massive level of accountability in that, whether it be my job or it be the relationships that I'm in. Um, you know, even even when it comes to my own body, there, there are things that God has given to me that I am there stewarding on his behalf that he's given to me, my wife, my kids, um, the time that he's given me. And when I so David understood this, that this was not his kingdom. Everyone's going, King David, and David's going, King made by God, King David, ultimate King God, not King me. And it's an incredible truth for us to be able to carry. And I think sometimes just to take a step back and look around at the things that God has blessed us with and realize, and, and the spheres of influence that God has put us in, all of a sudden it begins to a bit of a shift, brings a bit of a shift to the way we see things. And then lastly, um, God had exalted his kingdom, God's kingdom, for the sake of his people Israel. And this is the thing. David knew God wanted to use him as a channel to bless his people. It wasn't for David's sake that he was lifted up, but it was for the sake of God's people, Israel. And so David understood that his role there wasn't to suck the people dry and be this vampiric king who just took everything for himself, but rather he was meant to be the conduit of blessing of God to the people through wise leadership and, and wise care. And, and I think it's a huge challenge for us that every situation I find myself in, God would presume that I am a conduit of his blessing into that situation. And that's something to carry, right? It's like, but Lord, you know, sometimes I feel like the smallest person in the room. Or sometimes I feel like I've got nothing to bring. And God goes, you are the conduit of my blessing into that specific situation. And the last little thought maybe before we land this is, I love David's vulnerability in this. Because this is something that would have been sung aloud. Usually what happens is when everyone's clapping and shouting your name, it's just like, oh, you know, thank you, thank you. David chooses to be vulnerable in front of the people because he knows that they need to be the same thing towards God. When they get in trouble, they also need to be able to turn towards God. And so David is not afraid to be vulnerable and let them know that it was God who did this. 
Right? He could have taken the glory for himself and secretly in his heart said, God, it was you. But out loud, he chooses to say, but it was God who did this because you're also going to need God to do this for you. And there's, there's a beautiful transparency, I think, that's missing sometimes from the church where when God does something in my life, it wasn't because I was great. It's because he's great. And because he's great, he can also do it for you. Um, I was writing down um, something today. We reapplied for our wild card for when we can go to Kruger again. And it, it mentioned on their dependence to write for Cindy. Um, as So uh, the card is in my name, but then my daughters are listed as dependents. And uh, talking to my daughters, they can't wait to be old enough, you know, and have the, they, they love us, but, you know, they're teenagers and they want to like live their lives and do their thing. And this thing of being a dependent, I think we always try and run away from it as human beings. I don't want to be dependent on anyone. And I think that's not a bad thing, you know, on, in, most, in most fronts, but not when it comes to God. We will always be dependent on him. And David, David um, modeled that all the time. That if God was going to Kruger and he was applying for a wild card, he would always list, I trust he would always list my name as one of his dependents. I don't ever want to be independent of God. Can't wait to see you guys on Sunday. It's going to be super cool. We're starting our um, the, the challenge thing with the kids, with Devin and um, uh, Claudia. It's going to be amazing. So we'll see you guys on Sunday.